It sounds like it's about to be a tornado outside. <laughs> or something's going down and my life just turned into a scary movie. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another double episode of Misfits. This is episodes two and three. This is a day late and a dollar short. Not quite. But yesterday, man, I was man down. And if you don't know what man down means, ask a friend of color and they might tell you. I don't know for all I know that could be just an Ohio thing but it was not happening was the gist of things let's start off with episode two written by Howard Overman directed by Tom Green I gave this episode a 9.6 out of 10 it premiered November 19th of 2009 our minor offender gang run into a naked man in an alley while they're on garbage detail alicia hey nude guy you're naked <laughs> you're so stupid it's the man nathan's mother jeremy has been living with he gets teased about the fact that his mom is getting rammed every night by a massive cock and alicia for some reason thinks that one of the reasons why he is out here nude is because he's gay and curtis says okay a little light homophobia will you and simon proposes the idea that he is in fact a werewolf from the movies which at first sounds ridiculous but then there was that storm sally then shows them that they're about to be mingling with some senior citizens kelly can easily satisfy her veteran first thinking he's dead but when he is not Here's his thoughts about wanting some tea and then gives him some. And he's like, oh, what do you know? And then Simon awkwardly goes off with another senior citizen. Alicia is forced by Sally to dance with someone, but he triggers her powers and is told by that once kindly man that he wants to dig between her dusky thighs like you was real specific my dude about the color (laughs) of her skin and i could not help but chuckle nathan abandons his wheelchair bound lady and decides to chase ruth a much hotter younger attractive volunteer as he's chatting her up homegirl with the wheelchair was bound and determined because she came and found his ass and he told her to fuck off curtis finds a note in his locker saying i know what you did and nathan's like if it was me i would not have said something like i know what you did last summer (laughs) i'd more likely dig up the body and put it in your locker and that sounds so nathan i cannot help but think that's an authentic statement and he is pretty correct about the fact that there ain't much that can be done if in fact the bodies have been discovered or someone knows what they've done clearly we would be in jail if they had enough evidence kelly's like look he's a prick but all we could do is act normal only the black man in the room is properly terrified Alicia said, hey, new guy, 
you're naked so she taken off the board completely nathan then tries to break in his mom's house and tell her that jeremy is a werewolf but he confronts her outside <laughs> and she does not believe him because this fool really accused one of her boyfriends of sexually abusing him <laughs> that's awful that's awful simon has uploaded the video of them in the storm and you can hear tony's voice on said video so this is of course the reason why sally knows they must have something to do with it because his last <laughs> moments are recorded with these little ass fucks and then he is poked by someone called shy girl 18 the hot volunteer uh ruth and nathan get wasted and do drugs when she busts him at night and he admits to living at the community center she had just came for her purse they smoke a joint before doing drugs and <laughs> and getting toasted and then take a photo of them on his phone they have these cute little flip phones and i'm like oh i remember when that was a thing i think though in britain that still is just like a thing <laughs> i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure i'm not then about to kiss before naked jeremy shows up and he goes running after him he says that's the, my mom's the guy that lives with my mom and he does find him by some trash and he's got his phone for proof and what he gets is more than he bargained for as his naked man charges at him and begins licking his face and gyrating he's a damn dog next morning alicia shows up from skanks r us to flirt with curtis some more while nathan tries to show everyone jeremy that is his ass his balls and <laughs> i just love some of his lines when he is talking to kelly she overhears him say oh no she knows i'm a homeless why a homeless simon is so eager to be included with his doofy ass grin why is he always recording them creeper oh man and he stupidly records nathan admitting that they killed the probation officer he is wanting a gun to go after jeremy and simon does say you can get one off the internet you was a little too good at criminal activity simon for our comfort if i was asking questions in this crowd but apparently i am not but apparently simon is not good enough to go roughhouse his dad and alone he becomes invisible then gets even creepier in the locker room watching the girls get undressed the music says "Ooh, cool what a cool power i get to look at girls in the locker room and sniff them because they would never look at me twice and this is my opportunity as if i'm 12 and these girls are 25 2021 says creeper 
I did like that the girls are getting friendly, Alicia and Kelly. She admits that she's been celibate since she's gotten her powers, even though she's fooled around just a bit. And Kelly admits that it's weird hearing people's thoughts and she's talking about that other chick or is this the right episode? I'm not sure, but they were getting friendly. <laughs> Nathan breaks and confronts, or he breaks into mom's house and confronts Jeremy about the fact that he has his ass and his balls on uh he's got a photo of it on the phone and he tells him look i'm not gonna go you should go because your mom does not even want you here so he punches him right when mom comes in and turns out she already knows he already told her she's actually seen it he's a dog because he grew up with one named billy and they used to do everything together and then the storm happened but it doesn't matter for his mom even though it's a little weird because he loves her and she loves him and instead of apologizing he makes a joke and catches a slap i was proud of her in that moment i was so proud i was like go girl you damn right slap him in his damn face he'd be playing too much <laughs> like there's only so much disrespect before you gonna get your ass beat i'm sure some people oh you can't hit your son in the face if you talk to me like that in my damn house and you grown as shit yeah yeah you will get knocked in the goddamn face shit if nathan were my kid they would have taken him away nine six kids because he would have been bruised bloody daily basis he goes to return the phone to Ruth and get some advice once she invites him in to stop being so damn selfish and grow up because it sucks being lonely and worse people think knowing that you're alone and then they have sex for all of two seconds because that's how long that Nathan can last <laughs> and his cum face is absolutely and utterly terrible so she is young but i could not help but notice that she has granny titties i'm just saying they was bouncing up and down they were sagging i was like girl what you do to them did you not put give like i'm 37 years old and my shit is looking way more pristine than that girl and she looks to be at least 28 29 years old i i couldn't help but notice it's flopping all over the damn place Round two begins with Nathan realizing he's having sex with an old woman. What in the fuck was that? He runs into the bathroom, shuts the door, and tells her that she cannot drag him anymore about his cum face because hers is a shocker. Before this scene, though, I had to pause and laugh my ass off because the life alert was going off as she was hitting her climax. I was dead. She tells him, look, I'm 82, the storm, it changed me, I just wanted to be young. He grabs his stuff and says, I'm gonna leave before Granny Fuck Me comes back. And she admits that she's turning back and scared. Alicia keeps breaking curfew and is being talked to by an officer about to arrest her for being smart-mouthed. And then is almost molested when he touches her until Sally comes in and he's like i don't know why that's out sally does try to offer some support to the young girl but alicia rejects it remarking it's not her fault men can't keep it in their trousers pretty girls 
we'll get more into what pretty girls and what it means to be a pretty girl in the next episode what do you know the old people have grown onto our asbo four at least and they are all dancing with them to james blunt you're beautiful except nathan who is then approached by a very old ruth on her rocker and he runs away simon's dance moves were everything all of them had really funny ones but simon's were the best the group then find out when they chase him that via kelly hearing his thoughts he shagged ruth and even simon gets in did you enjoy it i think he enjoyed it before everyone's like ew did you go down on her jesus christ alicia do you always have to give the visual and then he runs off kelly tries to apologize that she told but he says oh it just came out whatever and she says well fuck you you granny fucker (laughs) simon is chatting with shy girl 18 who says no photos and i'm like simon you about to get catfished this is how you get catfished feeling shitty about his behavior nathan goes to roofs and why does she need to leave the door open i don't know but he finds her dead and it's like oh that's sad then finds her album where she had quite a tarty youth but only herself in the end the lesson being find something real no one wants to die alone he then apologizes but can't bring himself to kiss her so he ruffles her head mom invites him back when he comes and basically says so he makes you happy okay i'm gonna deal with that and he decides to grow the hell up and choose not to move in and not be selfish and allow his mom that happiness he tells jeremy he's gonna take him to the vet and put him down if he does anything to hurt his mom and he straight up had the the mug that said billy the dog on it back in the locker room simon gets all intense and tells them we have to be ready for what for what comes after for more people that could be affected by the storm when nathan tells them that jeremy indeed was affected by the storm and it's clear once nathan opens his locker and says hey i think it is about tony since they made it very clear this time that it was about tony that it's sally leaving the notes since she's outside the locker room sneering i got my eyes on you that takes us to episode three written by howard overman directed by tom harper who worked on peaky blinders and war in peace this episode premiered 11 26 of 2009 and i gave this one an 8.2 out of 10 i liked it for the most part but it's not one of my favorite episodes we start off with alicia going out hoeing around getting every guy that she wants to have sex with her and technically this is right that's not all she's wrong about as she thinks receiving donated clothes is a boon akin to a new wardrobe to people suffering in africa what do you mean they are tasked by the i guess hot volunteer i didn't think he was hot at all to sort said clothes for the people of africa simon tried to show everyone previously in the locker room that he had invisibility powers but he was not able to perform at the ready 
but he determines he's going to sit in the locker room all day to try to find the perpetrator of the notes. The others get to play in the clothes, try on different outfits. He sits in the locker room alone. Kelly has to do some type of mediation with the girl named Jody, who she got into a fight with while Alicia gets looks from the not really hot volunteer guy causing Curtis to get jelly. Simon is still in the locker room alone. In mediation, Jody ain't got shit to say to Kelly. And Sally gonna ask, why did you hit her, Kelly? If you call someone a slag, you're gonna get a slap. I know people hear me say that all the time because I love that line. You're gonna get a slap. Not, I'm not gonna slap you. You're gonna get a slap. And then she tries to make some sound and she says, Is this something up with your teeth? This is why she's my favorite character. <laughs> Nathan rolling by on them skates though. Kelly overhears that Jody thinks they'll never be mates. And she's like, Look, um, I heard Darren dumped you, but you better off without him because he's a rat faced fuck. And Jody slaps her before Kelly headbutts her. But Jody says, See how it feels. And I was like, Ooh, they gonna do something. And then Sally escorts Jody out the room. And Kelly throws a chair and says, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Simon is still in the locker room. Such a lonely day. And it's mine. The most loneliest day of my life. Alicia wants to know what happened. How did he get caught? Curtis, when they're talking outside, and he reveals he was with this girl named Sam. They had coke. She was caught with most of it, got six months. He had one, so he got community service. And she asks, Are you with her? her anymore and he's like well it was messy <laughs> that's not an answer Curtis and then she's like oh okay so we should go have sex in the toilet and that's exactly what they do but afterward he tells her what she did was wrong and she actually thought it was desire like what do you mean you wanted it you was up for it he was like that wasn't fucking me <laughs> and even if I wanted it before I needed to make the moves, not your ass. Under your power, you molested me. You raped me. You did not have my permission. Your trashy behavior is why I'm done with you. And he walks out feeling like trash and deciding to frolic in the dumpster. She then hooks up with the volunteer guy who doesn't even recall it. And I'm like, girl, did you even wash first? Once again, rape. She now realizes, or she's beginning to realize, that her touching people enacts date rape. Simon's whole escapade was anticlimactic as he gives this stupid ass look like, were you here all day? Yeah. <laughs> so what did you find? No one came in or out. Okay, well, that's that. Shy Girl 18 is cozying up to Simon even more saying, they don't know you like i do and then she turns out to be none other than that treacherous bitch sally
with the do you have a boyfriend is that what everyone says before <laughs> you seeing anyone do you have a boyfriend simon realizes they're excavating where they've dug or they buried the bodies and warns the other with nathan mouthy and unhelpful as usual and simon telling them they need a car kelly shows up with a hat and we don't know what's going on, but we know she screamed when she got into the shower. Alicia offers up her dad's car, even though Curtis is shitty about it, and decide to store the bodies at the community center. While moving the bodies, Nathan reveals that Kelly is bald. Then he and Alicia and everyone else laugh that she kind of looked like an alien, even though it's not nice to say, but it is funny to see. And then he runs off to chase her to return her wig and hat. And then Alicia tells Simon, can't you see we're trying to have an awkward conversation? And he is really slow to not hear exactly what they're about to talk about. <laughs> you know, like Simon, this is why sometimes people don't fuck with you. Because then you start taking it to a whole nother level that it don't need to be. Nathan finds Ch uh, Kelly and cheers her up before walking her home. Uh alicia's still a moron not taking responsibility saying there's nothing wrong with me simon goes home and attacks the keyboard with intent with a credit card kelly finds out jody did this to her when she sees her uh yeah her ex darren outside kicking the door and she tells nathan she's gonna rip her tits off simon proposes reburying the bodies before they cement it which everyone agrees is smart nathan reluctantly alicia still being a bitch and she is not forgiven and goes with the creepy volunteer guy and curtis leaves in a huff so simon proposes sally's car are you fucking dumb he said who's sally the probation worker <laughs> but i thought it was sweet when simon apologized or said he was sorry that kelly was bald then sally drives off with the dead bodies in the trunk alicia gets burned when she almost gets raped by not only the volunteer man but by curtis when he tries to assist her before running away she then finally admits it's her fault she's a mess and he says they'll work something out he didn't know what he did to her it's very sad and she needs to get her life together the two finally um get a hold or the trio i should say get a hold of curtis to tell him what has gone on he's like what and then they have to pray that she does not open the trunk and find tony and the kid's body sally meets a friend at the police station or maybe his brother i don't know and learns that tony bought a ticket to spain in a few weeks so he's not missing and he may have left you got another girl she's like that's not tony you wouldn't do that to me miraculously overnight sally does not go in her trunk or smell the decomposition and they are able to get the keys and rebury the body they are almost caught though or she's about to go in the trunk when simon throws a rock at her window and that definitely got him some additional time at community center simon is definitely feeling like his plan has come together because he's just standing there watching the bodies getting buried the last one like Mwah. kelly is able to get jody in a 
neck lock but plot twist jody has alpesia which is caused by stress something when her dad walked out started and the storm gives her the ability to give others the same condition to understand what it feels like to be her they become mates curtis finds out alicia had sex with the volunteer guy but still wants to be together but he tells her she has to commit there could be no other dude she's like okay and they cannot touch but they will figure something out simon proves his smarts by telling them what he did with the credit card gets some praise but when he is excited to go out for drinks everyone turns him down with curtis and alicia wanting to spend time together in their new beginning love phase if you really want to call it love and then uh we have kelly not going anywhere until her hair grows back and nathan is just an ass all alone he turns invisible and it's rather sad and i'm like guy you ain't gotta be that i mean you baby steps baby steps they barely like each other it's gonna be um (laughs) a little bit of a a hurdle but you get what he's feeling the chance to to finally be of use to finally have people thinking that he's smart and included but it's only when they possibly may need something from him versus any genuine friendship and that was sad to see because he very much wants to connect with everybody and that is how we ended the episode let's jump into that feedback Christina, it's me, Shy. I'm here to give my thoughts and feelings on Misfits episode two. Yeah, episode two. I don't know why I'm guessing that. We just started. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anywho, Sunday, uh, tomorrow is back to the grind. I'm just so not looking forward to it but it is what it is at this point so trying to resign myself to another exciting week of work last week was rough as I think I've mentioned before this weekend went by fast and now it's time to face another one anyway as for this episode um (laughs) this one uh had me cracking up um and uh in certain in certain scenes i had a feeling i mean not obviously when when he went to when um nathan went to the house um to uh to what's her girl ruth is that what's her name ruth i think that's the lady's name anyway went to ruth's house and she you know i was like why is she hesitant to invite him in and of course, at first, like, is she married? You know, she got a boyfriend, a family, or whatever. Um, but then she let him in, and then uh, she and she went to get a drink, and he started seeing like the the cane and just the and and I was like, I just knew, I knew, without a shadow of a doubt. Of course, I thought it was his power. I'm like, but I don't know, cause we don't still, I don't know his power yet. So I'm like, is he like? 
able, I mean, does he, like, see, like, like, is she an older woman, but he sees, he's had the ability to see her as a younger woman, and so, um, that's what I was thinking, I was like, maybe his, you know, his powers is that if he's attracted to someone, <laughs> I don't know, I was, I'm, cause I'm trying to figure out what his power is, and so, but I just knew she was an old lady, <laughs> when we went into the house so but I was like you know I was like going maybe when he gets drunk I'm like oh my god and then yeah when they went to have sex I was like yeah he's gonna find out in some way that he's in that she's old that you know she's an elderly woman and so when he found out uh when but it comes to find out it was her the the lightning the, the storm just made her young for a temporary period of time which I'm not quite understanding I'm still trying to figure out this storm stuff like I don't get it um and like what how I mean obviously I will but it's like for now it's like I'm still trying to put it together and piece it together and it's not making a lot of sense to me in regards to who was affected because then we see mom's boyfriend which again I can't remember this dude's name he he so I guess the so whatever the the lightning affects you in like your what you like I said before with the other you know people in the group um, is it, it manifests in that way that like she wants to be young you know she wants to turn back time to be young and then for that period of time she was young so I'm not understanding like what made her revert back to being older because everyone else still has their powers like um simon still can be invisible kelly can still read minds of course we haven't seen curtis needing to turn back time for anything but we can assume that he still has his powers so i'm just not understanding why the ruth if that's her name lost her powers like does having a orgasm means you lose your power i don't know doesn't make sense um course you know crap I mean just his reaction <laughs> was just hilarious and then uh, um but then again then it was sad seeing that she you know how he reacted to her when they when he saw her how as she was at the dance again and then of course it was hilarious it went back to being hilarious when Kelly can read his mind and they found out he slept with an 82 year old woman <laughs> and I was like I I mean I understand you I mean, it could it will freak out anyone to learn something like that. You know, that's not what you, you know, that's not <laughs> just. It's almost like yeah, it's like a catfish, superpower catfish. <laughs> like I don't know, because you know you think you're getting one thing and you find out it's something totally different. Um, so yeah, it would freak out the best of people, but I I like that he learned a lesson from that from all of that and he went back to visit her in the inn and I mean it was kind of sad that she passed away I don't know that whole thing was just it was like it was such such a mixed bag it's like you know it was funny on one hand and it was sad on the other hand um but yeah I mean I would be freaked out I, I mean she again like I said just some it was like false pretense catfishing however you want to call it because she knew 
who she was and she lied about it to get in his pants so to, to live vicariously um through him to you know have that experience so um yeah i don't know if she died of heartache or i don't know it, i mean so yeah it was a mixed bag but he was able to reconcile a little bit with his mom whose boyfriend is turns into a dog i mean <laughs> i'm like what uh, it's just some of the powers and the things that the you know p- abilities that people have is just so bizarre <laughs> so the show is just so bizarre like he he thinks he's a dog when the was it when they get dark out i'm like what anyway um but it, it's good to see that he reconciled with his mom and, or you know has some understanding and Ruth at least taught him that you know that you know his mom's not getting any younger and he should you know want her to be happy and all that good stuff so yeah so that was a good thing you know it seems like he evolved a little bit (laughs) in that traumatic experience um then we have I'm, I'm curious as to what's going on with Simon and this and I feel like there's like something shady with that shy girl person that's uh messaging him uh, I feel like that's gonna end up being not good maybe it's that girl that girl that Tony girlfriend person I don't remember her name gosh I mean I wish I because I feel like I mean I figured it was her that but I'm trying to find out like how like maybe she has a power that can that she can discern like what's going on with i don't know i mean i just because she wasn't there but she seems to be suspicious of them for some reason unusually suspicious suspicious of them for some reason like um and um yeah i feel like she's the one messaging simon but and then of course simon is why i mean he is so creepy like why is he so creepy i mean he I don't he's just creepy the way he acts the way he just comes across his yeah it's just like why why is he like this like he I don't know he just I don't I don't know how to take him right now because like he took the picture of the mom I can't remember his name like mom's boyfriend's his uh genitals his penis and he was like looking at it like in a oh i don't know he seemed like he liked what he was looking at but then later on when he was invisible he was like all up on um alicia so just i don't know just he just i don't know i I can't i'm not reading him right now it just he's, he's all over the place maybe he's bisexual and likes women and men i don't know it just seemed like he was really into the picture of the guy's private area anyway um and i don't know uh alicia you know having these men you know just uh, you know come on to her because she's touching them uh that was you know i'm trying to figure out like how would that be beneficial (laughs) as a superpower but then again I don't know, and I, you know, I remember you saying in, in the, you know, previous podcast about this is how what Doom's Patrol is supposed to be. So this is supposed to be a ragtag 
bunch of superheroes that reluctantly come together to fight crime i mean that's what i'm assuming this is about because i haven't read anything and you know i'm you know so i'm just taking it as it comes so i'm not quite sure like what the show is supposed to be about other than what you said so after you said that i was trying to focus on like how that all gonna work for this and like what their powers like what's the benefit of having people sexually attracted to you and coming on to you when you touch them but who knows uh it'll make sense later like i can i can understand kelly's powers simon's powers curtis's powers right now nathan's powers don't know what they are but at least at least alicia's powers i'm still trying to see how beneficial that becomes (laughs) other than just distracting um people i don't know but yeah that girl um again forget her name the one that's in charge of them now i guess because tony died or was killed um she's suspicious in some way i feel like she again she has some type of power um just don't know what it is and yeah um and i feel like she's the one obviously and like she's the one leaving the note first with uh Curtis and then with uh, Nathan so but yeah I enjoyed this one um I think I rambled on a bit too long um but and I know I'm forgetting something that which I tend to do when I'm trying to remember I think I need to go back to writing notes because it's like when I'm talking I start going off on a tandem and then I forget stuff it's like I, I mean I forget like after the fact I remember stuff for Bridgerton that I wanted to mention and as Expanse that I wanted to mention and so it's yeah Westworld that I wanted to mention it's like crap whatever I already recorded what I recorded so you know it is what it is at this point so all right on that note I think I will leave it at that um so yeah so much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shine that was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode instead of episodes. I did um, just tag her and our group like, um, ma'am, here's the receipts to show. I did say we were doing double episodes and I said it last podcast. So before she starts dragging me for filth, because she will, she will. I already put that out there that that is not on me. I put the memos out there. I know it was three times. I, I, I get that part. I do however <laughs> I did cover my bases so uh, a few thoughts uh, one you have me cracking up by the fact that you're like I'm not sure what this show is be about it's exactly what you think it's about <laughs> people get in powers selected people we don't know that all happen to live on this estate and they run into these people from the community center uh, every week and they're also trying to cover up their crimes that is that's the premise and then maybe I spoke too soon when I or spoke to like I meant it in a way that didn't mean literally like they're supposed to be a group of superheroes more like this is the kind of humor I was expecting out of Doom Patrol around people with kind of wonky powers 
And I know you're like, I don't know what that, I, I can just like hear it in your tone. Like, I don't understand why Alicia's powers are, I just, what is this supposed to do? It just makes people sex for her, okay? Like, bitch. <laughs> but, yeah, it's too, so there is a certain level of, what's the word? I think I was kind of explaining it. There is um, a hubris to each of the powers. So Kelly always thinks about people that think about her. Like she's conscious of people, what they think about her. And thus she can hear people's thoughts. Curtis, um, we hear him talking about, you know, his past a lot, him running the shit he's given up. Kind of makes sense why he would have the power or the ability to change time or to go back in time. But he don't know how to use his power whatsoever. He does not trigger it. And even Nathan says, you could just go back in time before we kill the probation officer. <laughs> and he says, it don't work like that. I don't know how it works. And then you don't know what Nathan's power is. He doesn't know what his power is at all. And we saw that in the third episode that you didn't watch. Um, <laughs> and... um yeah so with with alicia her power is her sexuality that's what attract that's what she feels is the most prominent thing about her or the most uh special thing about her and now that's kind of been turned on her because now her sexuality is a weapon it's date rape and now she can't indulge in the one thing and the one vice she felt gave her any worth and that that it all lines up um so i think you watching the next episode you probably would get a little bit more insight into exactly why she got the power that she did and her coming to that realization but yeah it definitely digs into her idea of what her actual worth is what her persona is and that is you know you're a pretty girl you seem to get what you want as long as you're willing to put out and she's kind of leaned into that shit and it's got her into trouble again and again and again could this possibly be an opportunity now that this power has rather uh dampened that you see that she has decided to get into a committed relationship with curtis and that's a step because this is someone that she does like and who seems to like her without her sexuality and that seems to be a rather unique experience for her so yeah I, I like the way in which the powers tie in and then what else did you say is freaking simon a homosexual or <laughs> bisexual because he was looking at the picture he was getting everyone to look at the balls he was like what is that that's what he was saying he didn't even know what he was looking at <laughs> he just wanted to be included with um in the conversation with nathan like he wants to be friends with him and nathan's showing everybody and nathan rarely is nice to him so he shows him this photo and he's like okay okay what but what am i looking at <laughs> he's like there's the cock and the balls and he's like oh okay sure but i don't think that he is bisexual <laughs> and him being weird though that's that's exactly what he is i think also i will caveat is this show is about growth 
so exactly what you see about simon is exactly simon's a little weird he's a little creeper he's on a slippery slope of being too gone for society because he did out of everyone have the most violent crime of burning someone's house down so there's that and that is shy's thoughts on the episode we have a newcomer this week wendy from the uk she says hi love the uk is about to go into another lockdown we were already in local lockdown but the government imposing more restrictions so i needed this to pick up my spirits i found you when you began reviewing titans because i needed a black girl perspective on the show i've seen misfits at least four times through probably eight to be honest so i won't say too much at this stage for first-time viewers but i'll watch along with you all it's great to hear from someone else who loves this too i love this show i can watch it like 20 times i don't even know how what this um rewatch is but i knew for my old archives when i'm a 80 year old woman i'm going back to listen to myself i wanted to cover this show (laughs) the big draw for me was how personal the superpowers are and reveal so much about the characters in the first few series anyway and how you see the asbo 5 develop their powers without the typical superman like collectism slash rescuing falling plane storylines i stayed for the humor team dynamics and character growth british isms if you're interested do say if you're not i am totally interested what do you mean (laughs) this is where i shall retire a b o dash a s b o asbo anti-social behavior order nice to know usually handed out to low-level troublemakers who are non-violent nuisance who are a non-violent nuisance too noisy graffiti disputes with neighbors littering etc or first offenders for theft assault drug crime chav equals derogatory term for working poor or those on government benefits it means council house and violent council houses local government social housing the equivalent is a couple of rings above trailer park trash (laughs) kelly's accent the vernacular is chavy but lauren is from derby which 150 miles which is 150 miles from london as you can tell nathan is irish and the actor who plays simon has a london accent but is welsh if you have a keen ear you hear it come through occasionally no channel 4 created misfits not the bbc someone else jumped in my dms and told me that too so i did correct it the next morning channel 4 was known for creating edgier shows in the uk like skins i love skins the original shameless and chewing gum i love chewing gum too i'm looking forward to keeping up with these podcasts all the best wendy i'm looking forward to you writing in don't be a stranger and last but certainly not least queen mimi what up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for misfits uh season one episodes two and three um i gotta say i probably like two more than three um i don't have very much to say about three i wasn't a fan um i think this is uh 
one of the episodes where like I started to actually like Curtis because I know when I told you Curtis was one of my favorites you were surprised it was just you know knowing his history and then the way he reacted to um Alicia yeah I'm pretty sure it was Alicia uh that's that's why I started to like him so I guess I'll, I'll just start with three since I'm already talking about it I really I I don't know how I like I think Alicia's power is pretty terrible it's kind of lame first of all and second of all like it seems pretty lazy of her because she's a beautiful girl and I know if she wanted to have sex with those guys they would have had sex with her so like she knows how her powers work so if she really wanted to not um you know you know touch them she could now eventually having sex she's gonna have to touch him but if she didn't want to touch him to see if they were interested it would be relatively easy she should could wear gloves long sleeves um just talk to them at a bar you know she didn't have to use her powers to to see if a guy would have sex with her and i didn't i don't think it's necessary but i think it's just she clearly has self-esteem issues um so, and it seems like her power could be dangerous with the cop uh, grabbing her and then trying to have sex with her, like, literally while he's at work in his uniform, in his office, on on his desk. Like, that is very scary. Um, if the girl hadn't walked in, it clearly would have escalated. Um, I just, I feel like Curtis's reaction was probably the first time that a guy reacted like that to her and that's probably why she was not she didn't react the way she you know she I guess she didn't react very well to it because um she knew like she's been doing it like we saw in the beginning she had been doing it to the guys at the club all of them uh, apparently some of them three four times three or four of them at one time so it's clear that, you know, after it was all over, the guys weren't, you know, disgusted with her. So when he, when she did that to him, I like, first of all, the timing was very inappropriate. They were doing community service. They have a new, um, I guess, officer, uh, probation officer. I don't know what they call him in England or Britain, um, but you know it's in a bathroom stall it's their first time and he actually likes her so i i'm assuming in her mind let's just get this over with um i can't help but notice that you know she didn't she didn't use protection and the fact that <laughs> you know she's been doing this to a lot of guys i'm concerned with her and her um you know high risk sexual behavior but i don't know that that's something they're gonna even bring up I don't remember um but clearly I know she didn't have a condom with Curtis and um you know that probably had something to do with his reaction but then they're in a bathroom and he doesn't seem to remember it so that sucks for him um the other thing was like you know he was um at some point an athlete and it would I would assume you know he had his pick and share of you know female company so it's not like he 
has to work for it hard for it anyway so I think all of that combined with what she did to him really upset him and I think when he dragged her for filth <laughs> she felt pretty salty about it um I I guess that's really all I remember I did think it was uh funny uh with Kelly and that that black girl <laughs> making her hair fall out that was that was funny and I also liked how um you know at the end they kind of reconciled and she was like you know I'm sorry I punched you um and the fact that um Kelly was even you know big enough to apologize was kind of cool but I swear I still it, it might just be the the terminology and the slangs that they're using but I still have a hard time understanding what the hell she's saying um and as for Nathan and Simon, um, all I can say about Simon is I feel like he's kind of creepy. I, I get that vibe. I know Nathan was making fun of him, but I think he might be right. He's definitely a um, panty sniffer. That is for certain because he, the way he went invisible just to look at them in the locker room, creep. Um, He's definitely quiet and no one ever listens to him. So he probably doesn't have very many friends, which probably doesn't help with his creep factor. Um, and then Nathan, uh, it's just Nathan. He is so fucking annoying. And um, I feel like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I personally, it's sometimes he's too much to handle. Um, but he is very funny. So I will give him that. Um, since I'm talking about Nathan here, oh, uh, talk just quickly about the people that they murdered. I I remember when I first saw this um, show, I was like, why would they hide bodies for people? First of all, the first guy they didn't kill at all. The second guy, he was trying to kill them, and there's evidence every fucking where. He's clearly out of his mind. So I just. I just didn't understand why they felt the need to do that. Like, I'm not, I didn't kill anybody. So I'm not, I, no, I do not agree to this plan. Yes, we're all criminals, but the scene, the crime scene is going to tell us that this motherfucker was crazy. So I just, for the life of me, don't even understand how they got in this predicament. Um, but, you know, them trying to hide the bodies, I do think it's uh, turned out. I think it's going to turn out, I don't remember, so this is not me, you know, spoiling anything on purpose, because I really don't remember, but it seems as though the late, the female police officer and the black dude who tried to kill everybody had a relationship, so, like, that, I think Nathan saying that thing about him and Gary smashing and running off together was probably a trigger for her, and she was like, that doesn't sound like him, so that's probably what started this wild goose chase where she's like bitch I know y'all killed him and I'm gonna get down to the bottom of it well you know I'm sure we're gonna see what that turns out um and then I guess since I I ended with Nathan I can just go into episode two this episode was so funny and I f totally forgot what happened but like I remember when uh Nathan went to old girl's house Ruth and he returned her phone, and then she, um, 
you know, talked to him about his mom, and she was like, you know, you're being selfish, you know, being, you know, lonely is, is, you know, an awful feeling, and there's some, there's just, you're not enough, you know, you're an adult, and you gotta understand that your mom needs someone, I mean, granted, his mom's boyfriend had a weird-ass power where he thought he was a dog, like, I don't even know how that power even came to be, it seems like everybody's powers is linked to their past like who who thinks in the moment of being hit by lightning I wish I was a dog like that's fucking ridiculous his power is trash I would be personally angry about it I would honestly rather turn to a fucking wolf a werewolf at least then you you know you'll have some powers (laughs) and it would only be at a full moon shit a dog at night like that's a really and I feel like his uh, Nathan's mom is gonna get sick of him I know I would like that's a really fucking stupid power and then you end up running around town naked like how many times I have to pick you up from the police station because you lost your damn mind like that power really is trash so but that's not what I'm here to discuss I'm just here to talk about Nathan and his uh and his boo <laughs> rude I swear I was like wow that's really insightful for a 20 something year old and then like when he um when they were drinking the sherry and then they were like about to smash and then they went up the stairs making out on that uh whatever that thing is called like you know the the chair the lift chair i was cracking up it was so funny and then i'm like man this is not gonna go how ruth expects it to there is no way he looked like he's had sex a total of three times in his whole life this is gonna be terrible and then of course he was two minutes it wasn't even two minutes it was like 37 seconds and then she started laughing at him and then I was like wow she's better than me I'd have been pissed I I was like there is no way I would give this dude another chance like you literally just wasted my vagina but then like it started to come I was like I'm vaguely remembering something and then when she was on top of him and she turned to that old lady I was dying I was like oh yeah I remember now her power like that the storm made her young again it was so funny oh my god I could not stop that they showed that old lady's boobs and everything oh my god that was (laughs) he's so dumb he's really stupid though dude you're homeless and your girlfriend still I mean the girl you're with she she clearly turns old when she's orgasming but she looks young so just go with it you got a nice house some food clothes warm free rent you ain't got to pay for nothing you better you better smash that old lady (laughs) i can't help but think that if maybe he would have stayed with her she wouldn't have died she was probably sad and when she when he was sitting in the nursing home like when they were all dancing Speaking of which, side note, the way everybody was dancing, Curtis with his that old black lady and uh, Simon with the the black lady, like they were like neck to neck. That whole dance scene was so funny. All of those uh, delinquents looked hilarious. And then he's just sitting there, and then this old lady's coming at him with a with a walker. And I was like, oh my god, is that Ruth? <laughs> he ran out. He makes me so sick. I could, oh my God, that episode was hilarious. It was so funny. Like, 
there's there's no way I would have anticipated that happening. I was dying. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> That's going to be probably one of my favorite episodes of the series because oh, it was so funny. <laughs> Everything about the scene was hilarious. And I'm glad uh, Nathan realized that he owed his mom an apology and he needed to move the fuck out. Um, side note, when she slapped him and then he went to Ruth's house talking about some, she's never hit me. I was like, well, that's the problem. That's why you act like this. So this is her fault. She should have hit your ass when you were probably like 10 or 11. And then you wouldn't be the way that you are right now. So the fact that she, you were 20 something when she first slapped you, that was her problem. That was her mistake. That was her first mistake. And I'm sorry, but I wouldn't have felt bad for slapping him. Like, granted, you know, she probably lost her temper um, because, you know, what he said didn't deserve. Like, it wasn't the worst, but because he, he wasn't wrong. But like her slapping him, it's like, how could you been raising this fool for 20 some my years and you ain't never spanked him? And he act like that, like clearly that's the problem and I tell people all the time I remember when my son was younger and I would say they tell him not to do something his grandma would be like well he's only I'm like no if I don't tell him this now while he's four when am I supposed to do it if I wait till he's a teenager it's too fucking late and that's that's the problem I feel like that's why some kids are bad as fuck and they don't listen to the teacher they don't listen to the cops they don't listen to their parents because you didn't tell them shit when they were little when you had control over them and now they grown and you ain't got no control that's why they disrespect the hell out of you my son wouldn't be like that like i said if i thought that they were juvenile delinquents which to me juvenile is under 18 and it's like you can't just kick him out without any regard to where he lives like that's neglect but you saying that they're in their 20s okay dude you gotta go because you don't you don't want to you keep being disrespectful you're not you're not listening when i tell you to do better so now you can just you can strike out on your own. Like, I'm, I'm with Shy for sure. Like, I did my part. I raised you. But now I need to be myself and I need to do me. And you are making that difficult. And I don't want to beat the shit out of you because then I'll go to jail. So you got to go. Like, that's it. So, yeah. Um, that's all I have. Uh, yep, that's all I got. So I'll end it here. So until next time. Love, peace, care, grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That is Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Um, talking about smash granny. He probably would have been with her. I don't think he would have smashed her again. <laughs> but I think he was kind enough in that moment to be like, okay, she's scared. She's alone. They did have sex and she was kind to him even when um you know even when he really didn't deserve it and they did have some good times together so he wanted to get some closure for her uh but i don't think he would have smashed he couldn't even give her a kiss on the corpse <laughs> but i know what you mean but i don't i don't know a homeless shelter it seems better than smashing granny i don't know what you're talking about I don't think he was that far down skid row shit that's some crackhead type of shit uh <laughs> i'm sure if he goes around enough he can find someone he got he just got the audacity to have standards but uh what else did you say about curtis um 
I don't have much to say about Curtis. <laughs> He's not one of my favorite characters. He's not. <laughs> but you're right. He was uh, really good in this episode, especially, you know, making sure she was fine. I think he liked her. And kind of what I was explaining with Shy is the reflective of what her powers were and what it forced her to do. Like, she can't now go out and be the free bird she used to and i know what you're saying like oh men will want you but eh, do all men really want you like that or do you know some people that's probably all they've ever wanted from her so she thinks that every man probably wants that from her and she's using her power maybe to skip the bullshit or whatever and just get down to it she's young she's horny she thinks this is cute until she realizes unfortunately through multiple almost attempted rapes that it's not cute and then curtis really gets her to see like no, one he gets her to like every time she says something dumb he checks her on it and probably a lot of people don't do that and probably gave her any like oh you should have a brain use it <laughs> like because she says some really stupid shit sometimes and i always couldn't tell with leisha at this phase if she was dead serious or she just got so used to being the ditzy like even though she's not blonde that's kind of what she's playing the playboy bond up she's wearing the sex provocative clothes there's nothing about her that says i have self-worth and <laughs> i think that just is manifested in her powers and now that has reflected that ugliness is now just as ugly physically manifested in her body which is gonna make you or could make you feel a lot worse and you she could have fell into that but curtis in a certain way rescued his olive branch of friendship relationship you know gets her from that and tells her that you have more worth than just being the sex symbol type of girl and gets her to mature just a little bit and i think that's a stepping stone but i think it had to go this particularly ugly for her to realize just how terrible it is hopefully maybe me explaining it would give a little bit more indication um of exactly you know where that particular character is coming from so what else did you say about nathan and his mom yes i don't know why people don't pop their damn kids i i get the indication that you want to just talk to them but ask uh our hunter and gatherers if they had enough time to talk to their kids and say okay look that's a fucking bear you can't go fucking play no 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 no. you don't get second third fourth and fifth chances you can't speak to them and talk to them to keep them away from danger and doing stupid shit and being uh disrespectful and nobody got no time for you to have a tantrum when we trying to hide from the tiger okay you got to get fucking trained early and you best believe physical violence was involved <laughs> it was with love I'm not saying abuse your kids. I'm saying you might need some tap sometimes. I might have to tap that ass. Not in the other sense that you're talking about when it's uh, other times a day with other types of folks. But I digress because 
I think there was one other topic that I wanted to talk about. Oh, you talk about Simon. Yeah, he is creepy. He's creepy. There's no... Simon's creepy. But he's also just introverted. And as I stated, what I love most about the show, as Wendy stated, is the growth of these characters. That right now, we when we meet them, they're not the greatest people. They're not bad people, but they're not great people they're selfish they got their own issues and it's about watching these people get to know each other and how their interaction shapes uh who they could possibly become with these particular powers and yes i know how big is how (laughs) how useful is someone touching someone it's not meant to be and i guess that's where i go with the powers thing and i think you're thinking super team like how is that supposed to be useful going back to shy statement it's not really like you can use them in a super powery way but that's not why they were given the powers everyone's just given powers based on whatever is going on in your life at the time of the storm ruth wanted to be young oh and i think shy asked the same question how was youth why was she young and why did she go back i think because she was dying and because her body knew she was dying she lost the ability of her power because she died rather quickly after so that's my guess but I, i'm that's just me headcanning it <laughs> uh but with the jeremy you talk about that's a sucky power <laughs> he didn't want the power yes it, it's horrible to turn into a dog but his best memory was his with his best bud billy and so he's always thinking about that dog he's got the the coffee cup with the dog billy that was his bff so when he at night sometimes he turns into a dog i don't know doggy uh, doggy style might be nice so with that um if you want to send feedback on the next episode you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can send it in written or audio feedback you can find Black Girl Couch Reviews on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. If you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and Black Girl Magic. <laughs>